On July 7, 2020, at 4.30 a.m., my husband Brad was in a cycling accident. He survived, but with a traumatic brain injury. Hi, I'm Alyssa Cousins, your host of Self-Care Spotlight. Since 2017, I've been dedicated to Real Talk Self-Care, and this season, we're focusing on one healing modality, writing, specifically poetry. Welcome to the Poetic Healing Series. I'm currently writing my first poetry memoir about this journey, but in the meantime, I want to highlight the poets and poetess out there who are sharing the messy human experience through the art and catharsis of beautiful words. Because the world needs healing and hope and human relating more than ever. So every week, you'll hear a different conversation with one of today's well-known poetry authors on poems to heal racial injustice, sexual empowerment, to using your voice, love, and so much more. As a bonus, they'll share some pieces with spoken word. I am not here to be a poet. I am here to feel my feelings and thus maybe help you feel yours. It may not always be pretty, but in return for your wild human journey, I will give you the experiences you need, the people. I will teach you everything you need to know to be the breathing embodiment of your soul contract. You will serve the world by being you, and you will not give up. With this agreement, I promise to hold you. This is the human soul universal contract. Okay, friends. So that piece is from my book, my upcoming book. It's going to be a little while until it's out. Be out, hopefully. The plan is March 2022 for National Brain Injury Awareness Month, which you know that's when I I launched this I launched this this episode this podcast series excuse me two months ago in April it was National Poetry Month and we were just coming off of National Brain Injury Awareness Month and I knew I wanted a spring season that was about poetry that was about poetic healing if you will. And that's what we've done. We've taken these past two months in this spring series to listen to beautiful poets and poetess out there speaking their healing words and talking about their their journeys, why they do what they do, what self-care is to them. Just so much healing in this spring season. And I'm truly so proud of this season. I hope that if you've missed any episodes, you go back listen to them, check them out, share them with your friends. I'm so proud of this season. I did something, I did a season that is quite different theme-wise than what I've done in the past. Something I've not seen on podcast land is poets, and I'm proud that I did it because, quite frankly, 
poetry, spoken word, writing, just as much as dancing, embodied movement has been a part of my healing journey these past 10 months since my husband's cycling accident that caused a traumatic brain injury. And he's going to be on. We're going to have him, I'm going to have him talk to all of you. We're going to update all of you on life. This is just going to be more of a casual podcast episode that's a life update, letting you all know just how we are, where we are, what's up, what's coming next. How is, you know, Brad going to be involved in the future with this show? All that kind of good stuff. So definitely more cash. Just, a, you know, a husband and wife, <laughs> a team talking. That's how we really feel these days. It's like such a strong unit. Truly, like this is a partnership. And we're just going to, you know, kind of give you a one-hour episode of us sharing that partnership and where we're at. But before I bring him on, I do want to say that if the embodied healing arts, including writing and poetry and dance movement, if that sounds like something you are really interested in and you want to take your healing work, your knowing thyself intimately work, if you want to take that deeper, I just launched my Body Art Ambassador Membership Program just launched it this week as this episode is going out to close the spring season. I'm shifting my focus now to focus in on this membership. The Body Art Ambassador Membership Program, I've poured my heart and hours into. Body Art, as I said on the last episode, it is a 90-minute embodied dance writing activation workshop to up-level heal and know thyself through the art of music, dance, and writing. And it's something that came out in February as a soft launch because I took all of those healing tools, really, and I made them into body art. And I shared them in February with my first ever class. It was called Thorns and Roses Body Art to somaticize the thorns and roses of life, which I had grown pretty intimately with, obviously. And this soft launch just kind of grew and grew, and I incubated body art. And like all late spring buds, this this bloomed. But also to my surprise, it evolved. And now it is an ambassador membership. I want other people to help build this with me because... We can do so much more together. We can rise together. I want as many people as possible to know about these embodied healing arts and the way that I teach and preach them. So if that at all sounds like something you're interested in, you want to be able to deepen your embodiment, you want to discover intuitive dancing and the freedom and liberation of moving your body in that way, if you want to explore more journaling, more poetry writing, If you want to make money doing all of this with just, you know, it's a little exchange for so much goodness. There's two tiers of memberships, tier one, tier two, the body artists and the masterpieces. I'm not going to go into all the details here. You can find out more information by going to my website. If you just head to AlyssaCousins.com, we'll keep it simple. 
head there and look for the information for the Body Art Ambassador membership, all right? It's a once a month class, but then on top of that, the membership has all these other perks depending on which tier you're in. That'll change the pricing, of course, as well, either $33 or $97 a month, depending on which one you get. Okay, so alyssacousins.com, let's keep it simple. You'll find that membership program there. Otherwise, that is enough of me talking. I'm going to bring my husband onto the show. So without further ado, <laughs> I am honored to be here. He's I'm been... <laughs> so glad that you are all here to listen to me. Yes, yeah, so he's been literally sitting here the whole time of that introduction, just listening to me talk. And enjoying you talking. Yes. Is it impressive when I just do this off oh, the cuff? Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> I wasn't really trying to get like... A, I know, you, know. I, you weren't digging. Yeah, but yeah, off the cuff. I do think it's impressive. <laughs> all right, so Welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. Glad to be here. Welcome back in many ways. So many ways. Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) There was a time where we discussed how I didn't feel like I was being myself. I feel like right now I am being myself. I really do feel like I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I think you for so long kept saying like, do you know that I'm Brad? Do you think I'm Brad? Do you feel that I'm Brad, right? I was asking you the question, but I was really asking myself. Mm, yes. And I was definitely acutely aware of that. Yeah. And, no, you're saying it wasn't that sneaky? Well, no, but like as a... <laughs> yeah, listen, I, you know I, what I, do. I understand. You know what I do for a living. So I was acutely aware that you were asking me, but you were really asking you. Yeah. I mean, yes, you wanted to know that your wife felt you. Yeah. But also... I you, wanted to feel me. Yeah. You wanted to feel like you knew yourself. Yeah. That you could touch your own identity and that you felt like, I know who I am and I'm not yeah. some stranger with this, you know, brain I injury. really am here. Right. Yeah. I feel that. And like I said, I, I want to just kind of riff a little bit with you okay. about life and updating everybody. Because this season, as you know, this Poetic Healing Spring series, yes, you know I recorded an episode solo, yeah. and it was an hour of just me talking truly from the heart. Like that was- Oh, one... I know. It was an episode I listened to. Yeah. It was an emotional episode. Yeah. It, oh, for sure. It took everyone on the journey of where this all started on July 7th, 2020, until now we're recording this on May 23rd. 2021 so it's it's been a little over 10 months and i wanted to bring you on to you know i felt like that in and of itself is a part of the the poetic healing right beginning episode just me i'm interested in talking moving forward rather than going back and recapping everything right and i don't want to sit here and ask you all these questions oh for sure and drill you about brain injury and all the different things we've talked about it i've talked about it and people know your story and know our story. And now it's like, where are we? What's up with us now? Like, let's talk about that. Let's move forward. Um, you know, I think, I don't know where I heard this, but someone once said, when it comes to things like grief, it's not that you ever really move on, but you move forward. Yeah. Will I ever move on from the fact that my husband had a TBI? 
I'm not so sure that like I just move on. Yeah. But I move forward. Oh, for sure. Right? And same for you. Yeah. And that that feels right. That feels like all we can do is now pivot and look forward, yeah. facing forward, take the next best step and we get this I mean, how does it feel? I guess I could ask for you. How does I it feel? I feel like the difference between moving on and moving forward is if you're moving on, you're not really learning from the experience. Moving forward, you're learning from the experience. Mm, okay. Yeah, I get that. Moving forward with the experience. Yeah. Making it a part of you. Oh, I just had that. You're moving forward with the experience. You're not moving on from the experience. Yeah. Exactly. Boom. Boom. That's the quote. <laughs> so quote what I, of the day. What I wanted to ask you is, so how does it feel though? I mean, the interviewer in me can't not ask you this question. <laughs> how does it feel to feel like you have a second chance at life? How oh. does that feel? Because not everyone has ever... It's kind of a heavy question. but Not everyone has felt that. In this process, and I don't want to go back down the road, going backwards. I want to move forwards. There was a point in this journey where I felt like I was being punished. Like, look at what I, I had to have done something that made me deserve to be where I'm at. Now I'm looking at it in a completely different scale, oppositely. Looking at it as a blessing. Here I am. I'm blessed to still be here. Why? But... I want to like dig in more. Why is it a blessing? Like, how can you possibly come to a point now where you can say the TBI was a blessing? That was very hard for me to get to that point. That's a point I'm just starting to get to. That was a hard place for me to look at the positives of this accident. For me, it was loaded with negatives. Right. But mm, I don't know how I got to that point. My perception has changed. Yeah. I think it's a mixture of time. Oh, yeah. And consciousness. Well, what's the thing they always say? Time heals all wounds. I'm really starting to understand that. And, but I think that that's like Daniel Laporte says, you have to add in consciousness. Oh, for sure. You've been going to therapy. You know, we've talked about it so much. We've prayed. Yeah. You know, I think that you've done more than just let time Goodbye. Yeah, yeah so you it's have not to like, be present. You can't just be and let time happen. Right. Like you have it, to be a part of it. I don't just want time to sit idly and yeah. expect that's going to make everything all better. That I think is a fallacy. Yeah. That doesn't serve anyone if you just like oh, oh for sure time will just make like it as if it'll just heal itself. Yeah. No, it's a lot of deeper healing work and um. But again, I. Not so much how did you necessarily get to this point. I know that you're still kind of unpacking that. But I guess my question is, the, the why does TBI feel like a blessing? Um, I find myself looking back at this accident I had and moving forward and looking at the positives from it. So... The, one of the big positives I've had from this accident is it has increased my level of patience. So that is something I always struggle with. I wasn't a very patient person. And this accident has taught me about patience. Being here and waiting for things. And being learning that those wait, that waiting factor is a blessing. 
And that it's even just okay. Oh, for sure. Like, just be with life. Not to cut down on myself, but there was a point where I was eh, maybe impatient. Very <laughs> impatient. <laughs> well, I think you have a lot of fire in drive, yeah. and that helps you heal, yeah. too, right? This Aries, like, fire, triathlete, Iron Man energy has pushed you in your yeah. training, and then you took that into brain It's almost healing. like I took it out of training and applied it to life. Oh, yeah, and you're healing. Yeah. I mean, literally brain injury healing, and they told you so many times that that probably accounted to the healing that you had, along with being so physically healthy, of course. Yeah. You're 31 years old, young guy. But I could attest to the fact that you definitely had less patience. And, you know, the idea of you doing a meditation with me, you really didn't. Oh, for sure. I would be twiddling my thumbs. Like, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. And you've definitely embraced that. Oh, more. definitely. So patience and I guess maybe just more of this presentness. Uh, yes. And I've also found like sitting on our balcony, which I love. And when we're sitting out there, I can sit there quietly, which doesn't seem like a big deal. But for me, it's a big deal because there was a place where I couldn't just sit quietly and let the world happen around me. Can you take sit, the world in. Can you sit quietly and not be on your phone? Or does it have to be... Oh, that's what I mean. I'm not doing anything. Just mm-hmm. sitting quietly. Yeah. When I'm saying I'm sitting quietly, I'm not just sitting on my phone. You mean like an inner quiet? Yes. Yeah. That's probably a better way of saying it, but yes. Right, because you could sit on your phone quietly. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> just to clarify. Okay. So patience, qu- inner quiet, patience, yeah. presence. Yeah, those are beautiful blessings. Oh, definitely. And of course, it's the cliche, but I'm sure it's that radical appreciation of life. Yeah. Right. And like we were just talking about the patience, I would consider that a blessing too. That is something I wouldn't have thought I could have ever learned. Patience. <laughs> we're just going to go back to that. You're just like stuck on that. <laughs> I'm a little stuck on that. I wasn't How very impatient. patient. I was kind of impatient. <laughs> Not to cut down on myself again, but uh, I was a little bit. I think more of from my perspective as your wife. I don't know if like necessarily I want to be like you were the most impatient person. But you wanted things to happen now. Yeah. Why am I not like a millionaire by the time I'm yeah. 30? Why am I not already winning this or whatever? I should be doing better at Iron Man yeah. or I should have this time or that kind of mentality. Very push, right? And not to say that that is necessarily always a bad thing, but I think that when you take it to a certain level, it's never enough. It's that feeling I have. I should be further. I should have more, right? Oh, for sure. And I think it's like that chase mentality yeah. that we're all trying to detach ourselves from and just be content where we are. I think I've had a conversation with you before about are you okay with saying I'm content? And I think before you were like, content doesn't really have the best connotation. Yeah. It sounds like you're just like settling. Yeah. Right? I and was going to say the exact same thing. Now it's like, are you content in your life right now? Can, I'm ask you that. Do you feel oh, content? Oh boy, that's kind of a big question. Do Am I content, content in my life now? Right now, in this moment, sitting in the kitchen with me. Yes, I am. You're looking at me like oh, I don't really know. Just asking. I think I am. I feel very content. I feel very still. 
Mm. I think stillness is something I struggle with. When I say impatience, I probably am referring to stillness. <laughs> is that why you were a triathlete? Swim, bike, run? Yes. Swim, bike, run? <laughs> <laughs> and In then, that order, again and again. Yep, 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 absolutely. I always try to, try to get you to take a yoga class with me, and you're like, eh, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. yeah. But... I agree with you. I feel very content. Like in this moment, sitting here at the kitchen with the lilies next to us and, you know, I can smell the white lilies wafting through the air and I'm about to actually today, as I'm recording this, going to be releasing this epic body art class and the membership. I feel very content. Like sitting in our apartment, which we're definitely, we get to talk about that. Like now our physical environment has changed. It feels like ours. Yeah. So let's just let's just go there. So a part of why we're so content, everyone, is so it's been ten months since Brad's accident and Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Yeah. Ten months. Yeah. Like a baby time, like wow. birthing a baby. Um and then on top of that, it's been eight months since of, of live we lived for eight months at your mother's and yeah. your father's. So I was living with my in-laws for eight months and you were living with your parents for eight months. And we went there, just so everyone understands, we went there because when you're talking about the physical healing, Brad needed an environment that was going to be all flat, one level, bathroom on one level, um, easy. He had a wheelchair when he first came home. For sure. He was still learning to walk. Um... He was in a very fragile state still in September when he came home, like I think it was September 8th, 2020. So physically, we needed an environment that was supportive physically for him to heal. I needed extra support. He needed extra support from his parents being so close right upstairs. I want you to know like when I say basement apartment, there was a window, a large window. We weren't like in a hole. It was very cozy and beautiful. beautiful. And really, we're so grateful that we had the experience there that it was... Not to say like we're grateful for the experience, but we're grateful for the fact that we had a place to go because our home where we lived in Pittsburgh was just not suitable. We lived in a very old house that was built in 1900, was multiple, four floors, the, the bathroom, one bathroom, and it was upstairs. He would have to go up these old stairs that were wooden and narrow to get to and the bedroom was upstairs it just wasn't suitable for physical healing and there's different elements to healing right there's physical emotional mental spiritual that was the place we needed to go his parents house for physical healing that he so desperately needed at the time in september and i needed that support as a caregiver to have other caregivers in the house being his parents but we got to a point <clears throat> where, what time, what, when would you say we got to that point where it was like, we needed to move um, on? I would say roughly <clears throat> two months ago, give or take. So we're in May now. So around March. Yeah. We kind of were getting that hint. We're ready to go. Oh, for sure. I, my company has been incredible through this whole process. So I would say right around the time when I started working from home. Right. Was kind of like not the next thing. Right. Yeah. Super slow, like integrate, like slow integration back into work, working full time for you. Onboarding. Yes. We call yeah. it onboarding. His company has been amazing. And 
Yeah, I would say around March, we slowly started to get that, both of us, yeah. like, and restless. Yeah. Like, okay, we've gotten, and I had this conversation with my therapist, that it was that awareness of, oh, the physical healing has largely happened. Oh, for sure. Don't get me wrong, yeah, folks. I'm not, Still I'm going. not 100% yet, but I'm getting there. Still going, yes. But the large majority, you were yeah. able to, you could totally function on your oh, own. Oh, for sure. And I wasn't worried. Like, there was a time where you knew I was always, like, one eye watching you because I was afraid of you falling. And yeah. I know you knew that. It was like, you know what do they say? Like the eye, like always watching yeah. you, you know? And I was, I was terrified of you falling. And so it's not like I could feel your eye on me all the time, but I felt the way you felt. Yeah. The unease. The unease. Yeah. And by the time March came around, I think we started to realize, I started to realize you're good. We can move like yeah. physically you're, you're good. Like, and I, you know, <clears throat> as a caregiver, I felt like you were in a place of healing physically where I was going to be able to take care of you on my own. And I, we would be okay together yeah. as a team. We didn't necessarily need your parents anymore, that we were good. And there was that awareness, like I said, with my therapist. And then I told you after I talked to my therapist, the aha moment was that healing does happen on all levels. And although the apartment was a part of the physical healing it was no longer conducive to the emotional, spiritual healing yeah. and our relational healing as a husband and a wife. And that was the cue of we need to move. Oh, we for need sure. our own place, space to be a husband and wife again. So, because you know that I've been honest about that. I lost so much of the role of even a wife because oh, I, yeah. I lost it like, to caregiver. You were caregiver rather than wife. I was patient rather than husband. Yeah. And that was, whew, that was a kind lot. of a problem. That was a lot, not a problem, but as a husband and wife, it yes. was a huge deterrent oh, for sure. and block for us yeah. to feel connected intimately, sexually, emotionally, spiritually. That's a roadblock. Yeah. Anyone who's ever been in that position understands that. And even if you haven't been in that position, you've probably had something happen in your life where you feel that roadblock. You feel that there's this, as if there's this impenetrable wall between you and your partner and you're just not connecting. We've probably all felt that at some point. Yeah. This just felt like the Game of Thrones wall was like between us, right? The TBI wall. <laughs> <laughs> and we knew it's time to go. Yeah. Like we need our own space again. We have to heal on other levels as individuals and as a married couple. And I know for me, that was so loud and clear. Um, I was really hurting. I was in a deep hurting space for months. And I can look back on it now in hindsight. And I'm like, I don't even know how I was like functioning. Yeah. You know, I remember I posted on my Instagram this picture of me crying in the bathtub in the middle of winter to a Leanne Rhymes her mantra album. Uh, I think it's called Holy Human or something along those lines. And wow, I was just in a really hard, I don't want to say a bad place because sorrow isn't bad. 
But I was in a really difficult place. And I look back now and I'm like, holy shit, I don't know how I was like... Like a low place. It was very... It was... Yeah, it was low. And I, I just don't know how I was teaching classes and... It's like, whoa, I can look back and have such deep reverence for her and the griever, right? Like in me, like I really, the, the caregiver, the griever, I look back and I'm so in reverence and respect and impressed, quite frankly, with her, as I'm sure you are with looking back at yourself and the respect you can have for that version of you that got through that and is now on the other On the other side? On the other side. You know what? I think that's a really good place. I want to go ahead and actually read this poem. I've shared this poem so many times, but I'm just going to read it again because that's how it feels. So I have a poem. It's called The Other Side. So let's take a poetic pause and just listen. Let's listen to this one. Take a breath. And exhale out the mouth. And one day... You're on the other side. No longer sideways, you got through the waves. Grief comes in waves, sometimes for days, days, months, years. No longer gasping, grasping, clear-headed. Clear skies are up ahead. It may not be gone forever. In fact, I'd be naive to say it was. Oh, how it was. But I know in my bones that I chose to get up today and the sun was shining. I didn't feel like pining or whining. I would never tell a griever she's whining. But bring me a glass of wine because I'm on the other side. That piece again is called The Other Side. It's from my book due out in March 2022. And it's also a meditation of sorts, a spoken word, poetry, meditation, if you will, on Insight Timer. If you just look me up on the Insight Timer app, world's largest meditation app, actually. Um, you can look me up, Alyssa Cousins, you'll find that poem, The Other Side, with music behind it. And it's just about one minute long to kind of drop you in. To it's, I wrote it in the middle of early spring to celebrate that feeling of being on the other side. Or if you're wanting to visualize being on the other side because you want to call that in then that's what that poem is for can we take a pause for a second and talk about how incredible your writing is (laughs) i can't help but smile i was hearing that poem like oh she's so good i am so impressed with you thank you i love you uh, can we kiss? Yeah, we can. Mwah. It's my podcast. <laughs> it's my podcast. Kiss if I want to. <laughs> oh, and the bells in the distance from the church locally were just chiming. You couldn't probably hear those, but I love those damn bells. They're so, so good. good. Uh, all throughout the day, we hear church bells. It's amazing. And they're l- pretty comfortably loud. loud. Comfortably loud. Yeah. <laughs> good way to put it. All right. So, oh. So we're in a good place, yeah? We've moved out. We're in an apartment. And a beautiful apartment. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. I got to be honest. It's like we're living on a resort. Yeah. Every time I go out on a balcony or take the dog for a walk, 
I can't get over how beautiful it is. Yeah. It's With in- that pond outside. The fountain. It's incredible. The pool, the clubhouse, the gym, the dog wash, the car wash, the dog park. It's literally like, I don't know if y'all are like into apartment living. We've never lived in an apartment. Let me just emphasize that. we Brad was starkly against renting. Oh, yeah. And we've always owned our house and... Back to Brad's impatience. <laughs> I remember talking to my supervisor my senior year, and he's like, oh, you're on to the next. This is the big step. You're going to be applying for jobs. You're going to be buying a house. I'm like, I already have a job. I already have a house. Oh, on to the next thing. Yeah. we He, he was not for an apartment oh, ever. Oh, I was not. And now we're in this space where like... We're loving it. We're really it. loving it. Um, you know, right now we have a short-term lease, but I don't know. I'm getting a feeling we're going to make an yeah. extension. I've, I'm getting a feeling. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We have to talk, but <laughs> that's not for the podcast. <laughs> but definitely really loving it. It's beautiful. You know, all of our stuff is here. And, you know, finally just have our own kitchen again. And kitchen dancing is happening again. And we didn't have our own kitchen for eight months and you and I love to cook and put on jazz music and um, you know I have like just the utmost appreciation for space and environment yeah on a whole new level of how important the physical environment is as Lori Harder says your environment is stronger than your willpower Let's just... Now, it's a two-bedroom apartment. Hold on now. We need to take... But there's space. We need to take that quote in. Your environment is stronger than your willpower. Your environment physically, does it support you and set you up for the success and the life that you want? The home around you, the way that it feels physically, right? And then another level of environment, your work, the people around you, your environment is stronger than your willpower, right? Are you setting yourself up for success to feel the way you want to feel, to live the life that you want to like, to live, right? That lifestyle that you say you want, wow, your environment is stronger than your willpower. I know when we were in the apartment, I had so much less motivation to dance, to practice my self-care, even though I'm the freaking host of the Self-Care Spotlight podcast, my environment was stronger than my willpower, right? A lot of the time. And I didn't feel motivated. I wasn't feeling inspired to create. And it's amazing that body art even like came out while we were still living there, but it didn't come out in the fullest expression of what it is now, right? That only came out once we moved out, the fullest ambassador membership expansion of it all. the next big step, exactly. Right. So it's like it had to incubate and... I can just say how important the physical environment is. And Look I have, at what your physical environment has done for you. Right. You've been doing so many good things for work. Thank you, honey. And also for you, like I notice you feel so much more like yourself here. I feel like so much, I feel radically like myself here. I have been shaking my bum on Instagram and just being in my lingerie all the time. Right? Like, don't yeah. you just feel like you here? I feel like me. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like us. Yeah. You know? You know that feeling, friends, whenever you're like, you go from not feeling like yourself 
and then all of a sudden you finally find it yourself again or you were disconnected from your partner and then you're finally connected again and there's been some like cataclysmic shift that has finally like the puzzle pieces have finally kind of like clicked again that's how i feel right now i just want to say for a second that i am perfectly okay with the laundry (laughs) that is something i am okay with yeah it's it's important because there was a time where i never would have put that on yeah you know in the past eight months where i just was in such a place where energetically i i just couldn't like i couldn't get there you know and now i feel like this is just the frequency i'm on and i'm really happy and feeling really good and you are and I can feel that from you as my partner and I just feel so much more connected to myself and there and also then to you right and yeah. you feel that way and that took a long time of not feeling like a husband and wife and being in our own shit right and that there's that alchemization process of turning shit into gold right and that there's the, the the pressure of the diamond, right? Yeah. And I feel like that transmutation happened with, again, time and consciousness and it's embodied healing arts for the win and therapy, also talk therapy, not just the body therapy, but talk therapy, writing so much juice and goodness to get us to this place that I I, I know is possible. It's like... If we can get to where we are, you know how people say, like, then anyone can? Like, if it can happen for me, it can happen for you. Isn't that true? Don't you feel that? Definitely. I like what you said about the diamond. I think in the steps we were in before we... (laughs) The steps we were in before coming to (laughs) to this apartment, the pressures we were feeling just felt like pressures. We haven't blossomed into a diamond yet. Do you understand? Yeah. Now I feel like we're finally coming into that place where we are starting to become a diamond. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling like one. How many sides do I have? (laughs) What's my cut? (laughs) Right? It's color, cut, clarity. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah, you know. True story, guys. Did you know Brad Mac Miller was you said mac miller right yeah we're best friends (laughs) he doesn't know this yet but we're best friends well rest in peace yeah yeah um he actually was at the what you call it jeweler the jeweler yeah he was at the jeweler when you were buying my engagement ring all those years ago mac miller was there and um this person sitting at the table next to me is talking to the agent, I guess you would call him, the mm-hmm. jeweler. And then I'm like, I know that voice. And then a certain, uh, it's, uh, certainly it's Mac Miller. Yep. Yeah, so it was, that's a little fun fact. Yeah. So rest in peace to him. Yes. He's from Rest in peace. Pittsburgh, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fellow Pittsburgher. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> but did you talk to him? Yeah. You did? Yeah. A little bit. And he wanted you to keep it on the down low. Yep. What he was doing. I don't know what he was buying, but he wanted me to keep it on the down low. Is, Is that exactly what he, what he said? <laughs> I love that. And I'm like, 
I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I love that. <sighs> so, I guess that's like, so there's the life update, right? Yeah. You're back to work in a lot of ways, slowly creeping up onto full time. As I said in the beginning, just the massive level of support that you all have given us has been so incredible. And I also want to, I want to explain, you know, that this 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 book that I'm writing, I'm, I'm still writing it, right? It's a one-year mem- poetry memoir is what I'm calling it. And that's, you know, the one year will be July 7th. So Wednesday, because his accident, I remember it happened on a Tuesday morning. I've never liked Tuesdays, and that just further cemented my dislike of Tuesdays. So writing the book up until 7-7, which, you know, is that, that angel portal, right? Seven being angel number of miracles, and gosh, you are one. Here I am. Still writing that book. We'll be writing it up until July. And the plan is to self-publish it in March 2022, as I said, for National Brain Injury Awareness Month. And I hope to have all of you read it. I hope to start doing speaking engagements across the country and sharing, um, you know, and, and, and hopefully working with associations like the Brain Injury um, Association of America and just different uh, different places to share this message of healing and embodied healing and poetry and hope, right? Hope. Yep. And faith and love and the power of healing and that it's so possible on all levels and planes. I can't wait for all of you to read it. I just want to say... Thank you deeply for listening to this whole spring series on poetic healing, for listening to my show all these years. It's crazy to me that this series, this not series, this podcast, you know, has, well, well beyond, you know, it's probably like 85,000 downloads since 2017. The fact that you all are still listening, even though I took a year off to get my life together, um, just, it's wow. It's a wow for me. And I really just can't wait for you to continue to evolve with me, with us. I hope to, I think the plan is to have babe here come back on the show. I think, what do you think? Like, I think it'd be cool to have you be a part of when the book is coming out. I'm thinking about having you come on to do some episodes Okay. As a part of a series, I think, to like promo the book launch yeah. next year. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah? Definitely. To talk about the healing process maybe I'd more be in more depth. more than happy to. Yeah. Talk about healing in depth and just all things about the book and maybe like even talking, like maybe we like analyze the poems like in the yeah. book and kind of go back and, and talk about things and perspectives. That'd be, I think, really cool and unique. So I think Babe is going to be back on the show at some point um, as the, you know, the different seasons, maybe for that spring season when the book comes out. Um, I still am not, I haven't released the book title, if you haven't noticed. 
Brad knows it, but I have not released it. It's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. Uh, and the fall season, where this is kind of headed is, I'm thinking per usual, I'm pretty sure my plan is to take a summer break. I know that this was a short season. It was only two months. But I'm thinking I'm going to take a summer break. Typically, I do that anyways for podcast land. And then I come back towards like the end of August, September for the fall season to begin again for podcast land. So I think that's the plan, friends. I think that's what's going to happen. And I think we're going to go back to a a once a month. um, Yeah, uh, episode release. Yeah, episode release. Thank you. Couldn't get that out. Rather than a weekly, I think I'm going to go back to once a month over the course of the, the fall season. And that's, I think, the plan. I think that's what feels good. It feels right to me. And uh, anything you want to say, babe? I have to ask a question moving forward. Is it really called podcast land? Po- po- podcast plot. land. Plot or pod? <laughs> podcast land. I call it podcast land. Oh. I've always called it that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like it could be a real thing. Yeah, I've just always called it that. Always. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was looking at the microphone because I did say podcast land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My speech has changed a little bit. Yeah, it has. Yeah. And your voice is still different. Oh, for sure. Which I've come to a lot of terms with. Oh, yeah. But that was, I think, a big struggle that we had that I seem to be getting over because I can laugh at myself for saying plot class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the speech rate, yeah. right? It's the brain connection. Saying words like that podcast i struggle with that i don't know why but that works i still think it's like tongue movement yeah i'm no professional but like i literally see your tongue move and there's all different things with the brain and i've gotten a lot i've come to a lot more peace with the voice uh i definitely feel like i'm more at peace with it the fact that you do still sound different i can listen to you know anyone could listen to an episode that you did with me. oh for sure i can listen to an episode and tell the difference right there's a different tone to the voice to your voice and it's something though i can say in all honesty that there's some more peace yeah yeah, there acceptance. feels like there's more peace. Acceptance. Yeah. There's more peace and acceptance. On both parts, your part and mine. Yeah. I've come to accept it. Yeah. Like, this is just the way it is now. I will work at it, but it's not going to be back to what it was. Yeah. It might never, you might never sound exactly, exactly the same. The same as yeah. before the accident. And it's just this awareness and acceptance and radical acceptance. Because um, there's things in life you can't change, you know? Yeah, that's another lesson is like there are things you cannot change and like you said about what are these lessons in life another one you know is is that and like I said at the beginning of this with the the piece that I read about the human soul universal contract that you're going to be given I believe deeply the experiences and the people you need and that it's not because God, the universe, has it out for you or me or Brad. It's simply that it was part of your, I believe, your contract uh, as a human soul. And, you know, it's, it's that notion of, you know, again, like, 
why did this happen to me, the victim, versus why did this happen to me? Like, what am I here to learn? And I know that that's hard to digest when you've yeah. been through something awful. But I do believe it. And I do believe that the universe still has our back, that God is not against us. I'm so, babe, I'm so grateful that you are in a place now where you don't feel that way. Because I know for so long you did feel like you were being punished. And what a beautiful testament to healing and feeling held by something higher than than us. You know? That has been the biggest change. So beautiful. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank for, you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for loving us. As always, you can, you know, share this episode if if you feel called. Please do. We just love you guys. We love you so, so much. Big love. Thank you for listening. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for taking care of yourself. Here's to your poetic healing. You can hear more of my poetry and mine and Brad's story on Instagram at Alyssa Cousins. A-L-Y-S-S-A-K-U-Z-I-N-S. And please, share, rate, and review this podcast should your heart feel called.